0: You're listening to A oh, Yoshi Video Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. All right, welcome to the new episode of Yoshi I'm in Las Vegas with Rich Boss. Rich, thanks for doing. It. I, I can't believe you're actually doing my show because um, I know you're, you're very busy. But thanks for doing it, and you, you've always been very kind to me because I've had problem with some of the open Anthony fans. And uh, really,
1: what kind of? Well, the reason. Let's get. Do you think there's too much noise in the background? It Kind of makes it sound like kind of like uh, real w- yeah. with what's going on around us. But I want the folks to know, I am doing his podcast. But we're also in the employee cafeteria, so I'm basically killing two birds with one stone. Yes. Like I didn't go really fucking out of my way, you know. Like I appreciate though. No, we're,
0: we're at the MGM, and um, um no, I, I think I did one of the show with Jim. I think in Philadelphia or something years ago. I had no idea what kind of fan base they were. Scumbags. I just. I just. I just ate it. You know that whole Bill Burr's famous thing at Philadelphia? Yeah, I was there. And I've seen you kill many, many times. And you don't get enough credit dealing with them because it's really tough. No, I get
1: credit as a comic with them.
0: I mean, all the comedians know. But I want uh, average people who don't follow comedy that much to know that's like one of the toughest things you could do, doing that crowd. And you're just masterful at it.
1: Thank you. Well, you know what it is? I I I grew up doing tough rooms. I grew up I grew up in a tough neighborhood. I grew up in a tough life. You know. Uh, you want me to go tell those ladies to keep it down?
0: No, no, no. This is good. I mean, I have recorded even driving in the car in freeway. It picks up everything. So oh yeah yeah.
1: I uh, you know, and the ONA people like online and you know there's some they act like assholes they. They think they're your friends. They think they're they're part of your yeah. life because you. We put our lives out there on the radio. I mean, me, Bobby Norton, Con- we're honest. Patrice, on Yeah, we're honest. Yeah. We talk real stories, so they kind of think that they're like us, that they know us so well that they're our friends. Sure. And so some of them don't know where to draw the line
0: between, especially if you're new and you don't they don't yeah. know you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like they they think they're. Like they talk to me like they that like they're like they're you're my you can't talk to me you're not Bobby you're yeah. not Norton you're not Colin you know you could say great show or this or that or whatever I you know but don't and and so that's what the only thing but the ones that come out to the comedy clubs
0: yeah they're great audiences they're an incredible audience if they know you yeah. but I, I was feeling really baffled a long time you're one of the few people that made me feel better because it it was like uh, you know because uh, my intention was to make everyone happy. You know, Jim Norton went out of the way to get me this gig. And maybe it was a Borgata or something, but most of the fans from Philly, they fucking hated me. They were heckling me after the show when I was walking back to my hotel room two or three hours later. And it was kind yeah. of funny. It was nothing racial. They were just kind of teasing me. But, yeah, I didn't realize how tough. And then, like, that's why I have a lot of respect for what you do up there.
1: Well, you know, they're... they're, they're, they're some of them are creeps. They're yeah. basement, you know... Uh, I I like the fact that my fan base isn't just them I've done a lot of other TV you know I mean Last Comic Standing was 10 years ago but still people come up to me and talk about it can I give
0: some of your uh, background like uh, for, for example you are fine in this Last Comic Standing you were awesome in Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn yeah your star of the Opie and Anthony show your wife and you made a great movie Women Are Funny and I really enjoy watching that and um, you know you're a consummate professional and and if you have a chance, uh, listen to your episode on Joe Rogan's thing. That, it really was fun and educational because I I really I live in the West Coast. So I didn't know about the whole comedy scene in the East Coast. It was uh, really great, uh, Rich. Well, I mean,
1: I go back. I've known Rogan for 25 years. I remember doing a gig with Rogan in New Jersey. And me me and my ex-wife were there. And we're all hanging out. Me, Rogan, my ex-wife. So that had to be 22 years ago. Yeah. You know, I've been divorced or 21 years ago, so I've known him, and and, and we kind of we hit it off right from the beginning, me and Rogan, because just you know our styles and sure. our background, and uh, he was he's always been nice to me. I always got along with him. Uh, so we we come from we we had the same knowledge of all the comics. We sure. all worked with the same guys, you know, the the Boston guys, the Gavins, Learys, Sweeney's, all those guys the guys from New York from back then, you know. Uh, so it's kind of cool because you see the transition in comedy from when we started, you know what I mean? And But I think the, the biggest thing in comedy, I think, or not biggest, I don't know how to, I don't want to sound empowered, but I think tough crowd, myself, Patrice, Keith Robinson, Norton, Bobby Kelly, I think we opened up the door for a different type of comedy. Sure, I think we... It was so honest, man. But a lot of comics were doing our style, doing our aggressiveness. And DiPaolo, he was part of it. Oh, yeah. You know, Geraldo. But I think we set a tone, a different tone in comedy that I don't think anybody was doing. You know, there was... Politically incorrect, but yeah. that, wasn't, that wasn't like what we were doing. That, you know, no one was going on there talking politics, talking current events, and then trashing. This is how great Colin was. We would trash the host of the show, and he would laugh. If yes. he knew it was funny, he would laugh. And he. I talked to Colin today, and we, we talked about it. I'll tell you something. But he took funny over anything else when uh when that first show came out the guy who booked it jeff jeff singer who's a complete fucking idiot uh didn't want me on the show and colin goes are you out of your fucking mind like because colin knew me sure and then i ended up doing 33 episodes 33 to 35 episodes that's a lot of fucking episodes
0: uh isn't that frustrating though, like people who don't know anything about comedy and position of power, yeah. why don't they just let you guys, you know, like, I think it must be a political reason why they canceled the show, because it was yeah. a, such a phenomenal show.
1: Well, this is the first time i mentioned this anywhere. I got a call yesterday, Friday in Vegas, uh, that our pilot was not picked up. We, me and Bonnie had a pilot for a network. Yeah. And I've done a lot of pilots my own pilots with Bonnie. This is probably the third one I did with Bonnie. The fourth one. The fourth one with Bonnie. I did one with Patrice. I've done seven or eight pilots. And some were crap. But this one I knew was going. I fucking knew it. And then I get a call on Friday that they're taking a hidden camera show over our show. Now, this network... I'm, I'm telling you, we could have gave them a Louie. That's how good this sure. was. Sure. Because we know Bonnie's a a genius. You saw her movie. She knows how to edit, she knows how to direct. She killed him Letterman yeah. multiple times, yeah. yeah. We could have gave this network their own Louie. I'm not saying as good as Louie. I'm not saying as smart, but their own Louie. And instead, they go with a fucking hidden camera show. I mean, we'll sell it to another network. Sure. We'll sell it to another network. But one, getting that call, you know, well, one, why does my manager tell me on a fucking Friday? Yeah. He couldn't wait till Monday when I got home, you know. So, uh, you know, and it was that was the empty feeling I had yesterday was the same feeling I had when Tough Crowd was canceled. Sure. When Tough Crowd was canceled, it was almost like a girl leaving you. You're like, oh, my God this is this is like family. this is like everybody's moving away. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know it's like when you're on a set for anything and they, they're done and they break down and move. but tough crowd hit, hit hard. yesterday hit hard. I did a pilot once with Comedy Central, me and Bonnie, and it wasn't picked I was
0: but I mean I got what, to, what did it tell you? like well I don't want to know. Oh. I don't,
1: you know why? Because if they're not smart enough to pick it up. I don't want to hear their fucking reason. Yeah. Because to me, like I said, I've done shitty projects that I knew shouldn't have been picked up. And I've done some. I did one with Patrice called The Best Man. It was my show, but but, where we roasted uh, a wedding couple at the wedding. It was fucking hilarious. And I knew that should have been picked up. Yeah. Because we could have done wedding couples. We could have done gay couples. We could have, you know, branch off. Anyhow. So there's certain ones. But then I did one with Lifetime, me and Bonnie, and I go, it was unwatchable. I go, if they pick this up, someone's going to lose their job. So when yesterday when they didn't pick it up, I don't want to know why they yeah. don't. Because we're going to take it to another network, and another network's going to have a different fucking opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we thought of another show today besides ours. That it, it's so brilliant I can't say It's so yeah, yeah. I'll tell you off the air It's so fucking brilliant That I cannot wait To get this project started And also Bonnie wrote another movie So we're gonna get this made we're, You know When we did our movie uh, w- uh, Women Aren't Funny There was no Kickstarter Back then I don't, We started our movie A while ago Almost Five years ago So we I don't think You know We didn't know Kickstarter yeah. Where people would help you so we put up all the money. Uh, now we're going to make this other movie. You know, uh, I love doing comedy. Comedy, everything else besides comedy is a fucking bonus to me. It's a bonus. But I love doing comedy. Like tonight, last night, it was great. Uh, but you have to do other things to fill the room to do what you love to do. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. I, I was playing with Mitch Hedberg, and he was even saying, like, as good as a comedian as he was... The network always asking, well, what else can you do? It was never enough for them, you know? Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but yeah, well, it's you, never enough.
1: Well, they go, well, how come you don't act? Well, you don't go to a brain surgeon. Why don't you do Root Canal? Yeah. Because this is what I, I'm a comic. I've been doing comedy for 30 years. There's no fucking audience I can't do. I just, I know how to do comedy. I love doing it. You know, if I put 30 years into acting, yeah, I might have an Oscar for all you know. I doubt it because I slur and slobber and spit. <laughs> but besides that, you know, uh, that's what we do is comedy. And they always want comics to, you know. I, I could do... I, listen, I could do any type of reality because I'm playing myself. Whenever I'm playing myself, I know I could ad-lib, boom, boom, boom. Sure. Or an unscripted show. Boom. But when it's scripted, I, I don't feel comfortable. I, I just... I want to put my own words. Yeah. And, you know, writers don't like that, you know. So we got the news. It wasn't picked up. And I was, like, fucking so depressed yesterday. I almost, and not only did I get a call on Friday, I'm playing, The guy, my manager calls me when I'm playing golf. Now I got to, now my whole round is fucking out the window. Uh, and I, I I knew, I, I listen, I. I always know it's almost impossible to get a show on television. It's not fun. Unless you're a storage bin. Yeah. Or you're the wire. You know what I mean? Or you're a complete, complete fucking disaster like the Housewives or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I know it's hard, but I, I really, there was a piece of my heart saying this one's going. This is it. Okay, it didn't big deal. We'll sell it. We have a movie out, a radio show, a podcast. I'm gonna tape an hour in March my own. I'm gonna do it myself, you know, produce
0: it. Were you thinking like can Boston or something yeah. i' I'm,
1: I'm gonna do it at the stress factory, okay 'cause I'm a comedy i'm a I'm a comedy club comic, yeah, I mean, I've done theaters. I've done tons of them, but i I feel more comfortable in a comedy club that's where. You know what I mean?
0: I kind of like that because you know, I did that whole comedy underground last year. It was kind of yeah. nice to go back instead of doing these theaters and stadiums. You know,
1: it's it's just listen. I'll do theaters if I, but I I, I I'm really per, personal with personable with the audience. Sure. If I even if I'm not doing crowd work, you could feel. You know what I mean? There's a better feeling to me in a comedy club. I could sit on a fucking stool. And just bring the audience right into what I'm saying. It's hard to do that in a theater, you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's almost like a rock show or something, yeah. A,
1: a theater, you got to run all over them. You know, you got to work to stay. You know, you you don't have to. But, you know, I'm doing a theater Wednesday. We're doing the Patrice Benefit. It's 2,000 people. It's great. I wouldn't want to do my special. That's not what I want to do, you know. And my manager, well, well yeah. No, Sarah did hers in front of forty people. Yeah. Although she's Sarah Silverman, but still, she did it in front of like forty people, and it's cool. Maria Banford did one in her living room to her is parents. That right? She did one in her living room to I think her parents. <laughs> she's so fucking great. Yeah. She's so she's so brilliant. She she just her mind is one of the greatest comedy minds ever, to me. I think she's just brilliant. And she so, was great
0: in your your movie,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She just she says so you don't have to do th- everybody's doing theaters. You know what I mean? Everybody Bobby just did his at The Village Underground and what I saw it was it was it was great. You know, so if you find a concept, if you're funny, if people like you it's going to work wherever the fuck you do it, you know? And if I don't sell it, I don't give a fuck. I'll put it on my website and, and people will stream it yeah. for five fucking or, dollars or whatever. You know, I've sold... I've done... I, I I have my four CD I'm releasing, 141 IQ. All four CDs I did myself. I taped them. I did, taped them. I edited them. Sure. I mean, I, I, I send them to an editor, but sure. I said, take this out, take that out, take that out. And... The first one was great, second one, uh not so good, eh. third one good fourth one hands down the best the new one so you got to do your own projects you got you can't wait for these fucking Jamokes in Hollywood to give you something because you know they they don't have not all a lot of them do, but a lot of them don't have a vision. If they did, they wouldn't do so many fucking remakes and so many, yeah. so much bullshit.
0: It sounds like Louis C.K. is the one who kind of changed that stuff, right? Last five seven years, like well, do with, stuff on your own. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, no, yeah, I think Louis. I think Dane when when he came to the internet and yeah. getting, I think, I think, uh, Carrot Top. I think Larry the Cable Guy. I think all those guys went around the industry, and became multimillionaires yeah. and famous without the industry uh ronnie carrington uh i'm from with uh
0: russell peters he told me no yeah. one wanted to be his manager no one wanted yeah. to be his manager he left you uh canada he went to england Hang uh-huh. out with patrice over there and you know it's kind of hard to believe he makes yeah. millions of dollars and nobody wanted him so yeah so you, you
1: you know i mean don't get me wrong there's some brilliant people in hollywood and there's some brilliant work coming out of there i could you know there's shows that are so fucking good on television, you know, that you're like this is amazing. You know, uh uh what do you call it? That was on HBO with Woody Harrelson and uh uh what do True you call? Detective True Detective Fargo, uh, The
0: Americans, uh, uh honorable woman, I don't know if you saw it, but that it was, was It was it was un, 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 un uh, fucking Buckingham. how good. Do you know how good that was? It was just unbelievable. It was
1: un, it was so good. Uh there was one of four, uh, just four, four episodes with uh, uh, Black Mirror, McDermott on uh, HBO. Gig, gig, I can't. I don't remember the name. Just, it was so good. She's so good. Uh, you know, there's so many great shows, but then there's so many like
0: kind of shitty. I don't want to name names, but no.
1: Well, but the thing in Hollywood too mm-hmm. is, and the thing pretty much everywhere is no keeps your job. When you say no to a project, well, you still have a job. If you say yes to that project, and it fucking bombs, you you could lose your job. So, these people are running scared. They're run scared, their jobs are on the line every time they make a decision. You know, and some of them make brilliant ones, and some make wrong ones, okay? And there was a wrong one made the other day, when my fucking pilot wasn't picked up. yeah, <laughs> But but then we'll take it somewhere else. If not, then we'll make a web series. We, you know what I mean? We,
0: we're creative people. I remember uh, when Jimmy was on Lucky Louie. Um, I went to just about every episode. And like if uh-huh. only HBO, HBO kind of st- stood by it for the second season, you know, because, Jesus, you had Norton and Louie and all the other great people. But... Yeah, they just very short-sighted. And, and, and I believe you, you know, I believe in your project, you know? Yeah. And what can you do?
1: Well, Norton has the acting ability of a tumor, okay? So <laughs> is- don't act like using Norton as the fucking go-to guy <laughs> okay. when it comes to fucking acting, okay? okay. I'd rather watch my my people, <laughs> I'd rather watch my people be, be put back on trains than watch him act. That blinky-eyed jellyfish.
0: This is the stuff that that always shocked me because you know I've started doing shows in Seattle and like I've never heard anyone talk like that. But I, I mean, I, I was just making sure I wasn't picked on. But Comedy seller you guys, it's 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 unbelievable how funny it is. Keith Keith is great. Patrice, yeah. Well, I, actually, I didn't really see Patrice all that much in uh, Comedy yeah. seller, but Colin, you and Kelly. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, why? Why do you think it's so different in the East Coast? Like that, because part, to the West Coast, they're
1: scared they're gonna say something wrong to the wrong person.
0: They might not have opportunity down the road.
1: Oh, that person's gonna fucking hold it against them. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, listen, L- New York is New York. Comics help each other out. I'm sure they do in L.A., but New York is just it's it's more real. It's just it, not only in comedy and. In culture, in art, in fucking fashion, in everything, you know, food, New York, you know. I mean, L.A. is L.A. Look, if you want nice weather and, you know, uh, beautiful hot chicks, yeah, L.A. But New York, the culture is just a step above L.A. Yeah. You know, L.A. is all about Hollywood. It's all about acting and, 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 and movies and TV. New York is, is is it's fashion, it's it's museums. It's, I mean, they have that shit in L.A., but it's not like New York. You know, the speed of life in New York is a lot faster too.
0: It, I I think when the outsiders hear the way you guys talk at each other at the comedy cellar, yeah, they don't recognize that. Uh, you know, you say some of the nasty things, but that's it. It's just nothing personal. It's it's no. out of there. You guys are still friends in L.A. It's more underhanded how they get back at you, you know. It's never on your face-to-face thing.
1: Well, I mean, because we're good friends. It's like a roast. When yeah. you're roasting, when you're roasting a friend, and all your friends are on the roast, yeah. Then it's a great roast because it's you know everybody. You know, we used to do roasts at the Boston Comedy Club that were the best roasts ever, ever. Patrice, myself, Norton. You know, and you watch the roast on Comedy Central. They're okay, but none of them are friends. You know what I mean? They're not friends. Like, who the fuck, right, is friends with James Franco? What comedy? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what do you know about? So you can do a couple gay jokes, or or when you're roasting Donald Trump, a couple hair jokes. No one, yeah. none of them are friends with Donald Trump. So, how personal can it be? New York, we're all friends hanging out. There's no place in L.A that I know of that where people hang out like we do in New York, yeah. the cellar and at the stand now, two people hang out at the stand. You know, I guess they used to hang out at the improv like that at the tables up top, but I think they, everything's different now. I was there. Uh, I don't know when I was there, but it's not the same, right? The restaurant. I don't even know if, I think they remodeled it. It's,
0: it's really weird because they call it improv, but I don't think it's owned by the rest of the improv in the rest of the country. It's, yeah. it's, but Freeman, when he got divorced, he gave that place to his wife or something. I never understood that. The, uh, I, I,
1: I loved working the improv. That's yeah. my, one of my favorite clubs in L.A. That's where I feel the most comfortable when I work the Im- improv. I like the Laugh Factory, too. I, it's a great club. I lo- Jamie's great. His yeah. fucking stories. I mean, he has stories about everybody. I could sit and talk to Jamie for hours, you know, Pryor and Carl, all of Robert
0: them. Robin Williams, yeah. He knows them
1: all. He, and he let us shoot in his club, the movie. I really, I really like him. And so those two clubs, I'm, when I'm at the improv, it's a different vibe. I could sit down on a stool at the improv and do my set. Sure. At the Laugh Factory, I, I'm standing up right on top of, you know what I mean? Yeah. it's And it's, it's, it's two different vibes. But those two clubs, you know, you don't I, do a comedy
0: magic club or I've Ice never, House.
1: I've never even I couldn't tell you where they were. I, I I think I did the comedy magic club once on an audition. Yeah, I did do it on an audition. But no, I I just don't. Why, when I go there, there's no re. I I know I'm going to go on at the Improv or Laugh Factory. Yeah. So I just do those. You know, I could go on at the store if I want. I just will go put me up. You know, not an ego. It's just that. Yeah. You know.
0: I, I hope you I hope you have a chance to do Comedy Magic Club because it's it's a pretty um I heard it's great. It's it's great. They treat comedian like with a lot of respect and love and it's one of the few places like um Gary Shanling would show up and you could actually talk to him in the green room and Leno and it's it's uh, I mean guy like you should be performing there.
1: Gary Shanling was one of my favorite comics growing up. He was Fuck great. Me. He
0: was very sweet. Uh, you could just talk to him, yeah. all
1: two comics now don't know the history. Like, I mean I, I grew up comedy was Fuck! I talk about it on stage. Comedy is my life. I love comedy. I've been doing it half my life. My friends are comics. My wife is comic. Sure, is a comic. I love com. I studied comedy. I used to watch comedy on Ed Sullivan. Fucking Steve Landisberg, Bob Newhart, Alan King. You know the Dean Martin roast. These were fucking yeah funny, great shit. Pryor, Carlin. You know. And, and the reason growing up loving comedy like that is I started when I was in second grade or, no, fourth grade. I used to come home from school, and I've told this story many times, and I listened to uh, this album, Von Meter. He did uh, the impressions, Kennedy, the first family, impressions of the Kennedy. And the reason I, I loved comedy so much because my parents were getting divorced, and as a little kid, comedy was blocking the pain yeah. of divorce. You know what I mean? So I was pushing down what my parents, how they were fucking my life up. Sure. You know, with comedy, watching and listening to it. And uh, I learned a lot. And I learned, too, through my first divorce, how to treat my kids and how not to fuck them up through right. divorce. So it, 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 comedy has pretty much... Save my save my sanity and like it's also driving me driven me fucking nuts too. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's I, I was talking. The
0: frustrating part is like when you talk about the business side, right? Because you don't have any yeah. control over that. Like when they call you and say they don't take yeah. it, you know, like what what can you fucking do? You know, you work okay. so hard and put all your heart into it, and
1: and, and the thing is, you listen to their notes. These yeah. are the notes, and then they say no. Well, well, what the fuck? We did your dumb notes. Uh... I said to my wife, I go, I really would love to go into a boardroom with one of these people making the decision and debate them on why they're wrong on their decision and and, and tell them why. Why are you putting on a show on your network that is exactly like another show you have? Okay. You think because the one show does good numbers? Well, let's do another one. Well, that's just going to fucking water down the other one. Why wouldn't you expand and be versatile? But they, they they see one thing that works and they fucking run it into the ground. Yeah. And, and it happens all the time. It happens.
0: Uh, you know Amy Pascal, the uh, executive yes. of Sony? And she has a repu- I don't know her. But I, yeah, yeah. She had a reputation. like She's a supporter of actors and writers and stories and things like that. And she was getting a lot of trouble for that because last couple of years they didn't make a lot of money. And I, I think that's what the Hollywood reality is like. Ultimately, the first priority is making that money, you know, yeah. and that's that's a really tough call. But I mean, she got in trouble for saying all those awful things on uh, email oh, that she shouldn't have yeah. gotten in trouble because that's a personal opinion. And, yeah. you know, but um, I know
1: trouble what she did, what was wrong. The only thing she did wrong was meet with Al Sharpton. Yeah. You don't fucking meet with with a uh, with, an extort- with an extortionist. He's an extortionist, in my opinion, mm-hmm. so I can't get sued. In my opinion, yeah. I think he extorts people, whether it's money or it's, uh, it's opportunities.
0: A, it's a civil rights ambulance chaser. Yeah. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I don't think she. I look. I worked with Scott Rudin uh, on 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 uh, on Rock's movie two summers ago. I sat next to him. He's a did? great guy. I sat next to Scott Rudin for twenty days. You know. I was I I did punch up on on top five. I was one of the punch up comics, you know.
0: That's and right. You also work on uh, Crisis uh, Oscar, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, uh, he he was a great guy to me. I mean, he's a businessman. Yeah. He's a fucking. He's a cutthroat business, and he's smart. He make no. He makes fucking money. He puts out a good product. And makes fucking money. So,
0: and he's also one of the few people that won Grammy, Emmy, Tony, and Oscar. Yeah, he
1: won all four of them.
0: Uh, uh,
1: Sorry, so, Rich, are you running on. out of time? No, or not? I'm not. I just got a text back. Hold oh, on. Okay, okay. Hold on. Yeah, ask some more questions.
0: Um, if you don't, if you don't mind, go ahead. Giving people that I, uh, you shocked me when one of the OPD Anthony how tough. Upbringing you had, because you were telling me, you went to Harlem and you guys were ready, you were ready to rob a drug dealer or something. Many times. Well, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, well, I thought you at first time when I heard somebody told me Bobby or somebody, I thought he was joking. I have never realized you you were seriously going to try to rob a.
1: Well, we we. We we ran out of money and we well first of all what
0: were we are we talking early '80s when the crime was still kind of bad in New York City?
1: I don't know. I got 29 years sober, so 29 years ago oh, wow. from now, I remember where it was me and other. I was a crack addict. I was hanging with a a heroin addict who did crack too. Yeah, and we hooked up with some uh, street Puerto Rican guy somehow we're all running one night getting high we are out of money so the puerto rican dude who he goes look i got a shotgun if you guys want to go in and kick a place and take it down were you doing and comedy at this time for two years two three years. years two or two we go yeah why not and then we got the gun and then we got the, i said you know what this isn't this isn't gonna work god thanks we god. only got one shotgun and they're and they have Lookouts, when you walk... Like, I went up to cop one time with a friend of mine, and my friend tried to put just one vial of crack in his pocket without them seeing it, and all of a sudden there's like three guns held to his head. I go, Whoa, I got nothing to do with this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I used to have the keys to the front doors of the buildings. I was a good customer. I'd yeah. go, you know, they gave me the keys, and I would walk in and... Uh, you know, I was
0: just
1: a, a crack addict. I was but, a drug addict.
0: Did those guys go without you and did it?
1: No, no, we 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 bailed on them. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was another comic. I don't know how close we got. We might not even have got the gun. We might have got it, but we didn't do it. You know, uh, you know, there was time. One one time, I used to do this scam all the time. I, I it worked so. You know how they have those fake $50 bills that look like advertisements? Yes. Like they $50 bills, but they're advertisements on the other side. Sure. I would pull up. I would oh, wrap 10 no. singles on the outside and have the 50 in the middle. Yeah. And I'd go give me six vials. Then they would put, and I'd count the money in my car. So they yeah. would see me count one. Yeah. And I'd hand them the 60. They'd hand me the vials, and I'd take off. And this guy's got 10 bucks and a fucking, <laughs> and a coupon. You never got <laughs> caught? Oh, well, I took off. And then I would just go to another spot. Oh, my God. You know, there's spots all over Spanish Harlem where I used to cop from. I mean, I didn't do it a thousand times. I did right, it a right. couple times. You know, my friend lent me his car once to go cop. I tried to sell his car. But I couldn't, I didn't have a bill of sale, So I just took the fucking radio out, sold it, got high. I said, hey, man, your shit got stolen. But I picked our shit up, you know. I went in for us. I go, you know, your radio got stolen. What can you do? You know, when you're a drug addict, you you don't have a conscience. You don't have, you know, you don't have morals. You don't have a soul. Your your main your main concern is how the fuck am I going to get high? And it's not like I had money, you know. So whatever, you know. When people told me to go cop for him, yeah. I, I would, you know, say I was going, in, making a run from New Jersey to New York. You know, I'm going to pick up 10 vials from for some guy. So I'd pick up 10 vials. I would take a rock out of every vial for myself. Sure. Then I, he'd have to give me a couple of vials for going. So, I mean, I I did, you know, and then whatever. I just... It, was, it's, it wasn't it was a good life, it, it, you know. You look back, the life of a fucking drug addict is not a good life because there's no good ending to it. Well,
0: but how did you... I mean, this sounds silly because I, I don't know addiction, but how, how, how did you get in? Why did you get... Were, were you depressed or like... No,
1: I'm depressed now doing this. <laughs> uh, what Was I fucking depressed with Dr. Oci? Uh Shut up, stupid. I... Uh, <laughs> I was right, you know. I, I, you start off, you're hanging. We, look, you, you, it starts when you're a kid. Yeah. You're not getting the attention. You're coming from a divorce family, so you're not getting the attention that a child deserves. Sure. So what you do is you, you do everything for. You're doing negative shit. Now you're getting negative attention, which is better than no attention. So then that turns into now you're running with bad kids as you're in junior high. Then you advance. You're in high school and you're running with the fucking dysfunctional kids—the ones that are getting high, yeah. the ones from broken homes, the fucking hippies, the druggies, the whatever—and everything progresses. You smoke pot. You do acid in high school. You're partying. You quit school. You do. A, you start your own business, but your everything's a scam. Yeah, you know. And then you're selling drugs, but you're doing all the profit. I owed everybody money. I was a Fucking mess, and then you know, you, you, you it, everything progresses when you're an addictive person. You know, I'm not a social user. I don't buy one pair of sneakers. I got fucking thirty pairs of sneakers. You see, the shirt I bought yeah. three of them. I liked it, so I bought three. So you progress into your drug of choice. You'll do other drugs, but my drug of choice was freebase. After, I mean, Coke for a while, but then once I smoked it, this is a whole nother fucking level. Yeah, you know what I mean? So uh, you know, I should be dead. I should have died. And most drug addicts end up in jail, mental institutions. I, I've been in nut houses, not from anxiety. Yeah. I, I, you know, I suffered from anxiety in life. Uh, and I've been in psych wards, you know, once or twice. Not because I was crazy, because I had anxiety. Back in those days, they didn't know what anxiety was. They just thought you were fucking nuts. Yeah. And I'm on fucking Thorazine. And, and, but it all stems from drugs and whatever. So you progress, you get to it. Then you get to a point. You're going, well, do I want to die, or do I want to get clean? You know. And I made a choice. I can't do this anymore. Luckily, because there was many times I try to quit. And it didn't work but once i put myself in rehab once i surrendered to my i lost i surrendered i went to rehab and i have not picked up since then a drug or drink and this month will be 29 years
0: you're very lucky because i have friend work for rehab they're saying their successful rate is like two to three percent one out of 33 jesus christ
1: yeah that's about three percent one out of 33
0: cuz uh, i feel i feel bad cuz next month is 10 year anniversary of Mitch Hepburn dying and uh uh-huh. i never had a guts to say anything to him like i didn't i didn't know any of that shit you know but you couldn't
1: say anything to him cuz he's he was a f- in full blown addiction okay there's nothing you could say to him you know stop what are you doing you know uh some
0: people. Do you really believe that? It is true because a um, bunch of people told him the same thing. Like It's not just, a
1: fucking deal. What are you going to say to him? Yeah. He almost lost his leg, leg from gangrene. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, he got if stopped that, in Texas
0: or something, airport or no, something sorry. like that. Yeah. If
1: that's not going to stop you, okay. He was, you know, he was, whatever. I, who, I don't know. Look, my wife is best friends with his wife. Yeah. With Lynn. They're best friends. Wonderful. The day person. he died. The next day Lynn we picked she stayed at our house. He died in Jersey. We went and picked Lynn up. Yeah. So uh it it it's it it's a powerful disease. I don't know Mitch. I, and I could tell you right now without knowing him from addiction, uh he he, he wasn't a bad person.
0: No, he he was a very nice he person. Was, yeah. He was he
1: was he had a disease of addiction, you know. So, and and, and it's not prejudice; it happens to everybody: comics, musicians, CEOs, bankers, lawyers, doctors. You think it's just you know? It's the whole; it's all over.
0: And and once again, going back, how honest you guys. Uh um, I read their interview with though, like a year or two before he died. I was shocked when I read it because in psychology they. Every other line, he kept calling himself a piece of shit, and I never knew he felt about himself like that. He was a very funny guy. He was honest, talented. I thought yeah. his peer loved him, but I don't.
1: I don't know his demons either. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know him like that. I knew him like hello. Yeah, we did tough crowd together. We, you know, gigs together, friendly. Sure. But I never. We never called each other. Uh, I don't know his demons. I don't know. Uh, and it's just it's powerful it's powerful and a lot of people will call into our radio show me and yeah. Bonnie on serious and they'll say you know they're in in the in, in the grips of fucking addiction what do i do and all you can do is put it fucking down and go to a 12 step meeting and worry about not getting high that day or commit yourself into a rehab or a detox and just fucking put it down Because there's no There's no halfway There's no cutting back There's no I'll do it on weekends There's no Ah, eh, it's a birthday Let me get high When yeah. you're a drug addict It's all or nothing There's no fucking in between When you're a social user Fine My wife drinks She doesn't have a drinking problem She has a fucking psychotic Female problem But she doesn't have a drinking problem So you know, but once you cross that fine line of addiction, there's no turning back. You're a fucking addict. So you either stop, or these are usually, usually uh, the consequences: jail, institution, or death. Those are usually the three. Yeah. You know, luckily you might die and put yourself out of the fucking ten years of fucking misery. But you don't want to, because you might see the light within that tenure. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. anybody to die, but you don't want to go through ten fucking years of addiction then die, because you hurt everybody in your fucking path too. It's not. It's it's a very self centered, selfish disease, yeah. and everybody around you suffers. Your family, your friends, your your uh, your business part. Part You know, people at work. Everybody suffers around a fucking alcoholic or a drug addict. So get clean, get sober, and fucking live life on
0: life's terms, and you'll have a better life. Having said that, and you guys are really tough, and you're very honest, but another thing that made me even more uncomfortable, like how intimate you guys are, like how much you guys are close friends. Like when I met Jim, I don't know, probably... After a couple of first time meeting him,
1: he gave you a hand job. No, <laughs> he blew you. He no. blew you. Yes, he did. Oh, okay. What happened?
0: He was. Uh, I'm not used to people telling me their feelings. Well, he likes. Them. I don't want to say the name, but he. Yeah. He, he. was. I, I hardly know him, but he kind of trusts me enough to tell me he liked this particular person, who later became a pretty big comic. I know who person. it is. Yeah. And but I I was shocked like how honest he was about that stuff. I'm, I mean, you know, just I'm, I'm just I guess I oh, was used to.
1: Norm's a great comic. To me, to me, just in my opinion. Great comics are honest. Colin, Patrice,
0: yeah, uh, you, Bobby, Bobby, uh,
1: yeah. I, mean, I, I put myself above all of them. I'm just saying. <laughs> Stanhope, Stanhope is a genius. He's brilliant.
0: Rogan, yeah. Rogan,
1: you know, uh, you know, honest, honest people. To me, just my people that speak from the heart, not the head, are better comics. To me, you know, there's comics that just. You know they they know they have a formula. They they took a course. They're mathemat- mathematicians of yeah. comedy, and they have the formula down, and they're great. Uh, so
0: when when you so when you're doing opening, Anthony, it, it's just such a delight. It's such a fun thing to hear. You guys are having a lot of laugh. Everyone's trying not to make a mistake because if one guy says something stupid, yeah. everybody jump on him. It's, yeah. it's a yeah. I really enjoy it seeing you guys nice. on the show. Um, I don't like
1: it. I don't like the show. <laughs>
0: Wait, anyway, I mean, what was your reaction when Anthony lost his job? You know, for those of you, uh, who I mean, know,
1: you felt bad, but what the fuck? Hey, listen, uh, I stuck. Are up you more for careful about what you say in public
0: now? No, no,
1: no, because I'm not that famous, and I believe in freedom of speech. I had a big fight with Jay Thomas from uh, on air, and he said something really fucking rude about me, my wife, and my kid. Yeah, and Sirius and them called me and go. Should we fire him I go do not fire him yeah I go if you fire him that makes me a fucking hypocrite right I say some rude shit yeah <laughs> don't fire this fucking guy you know what he said I should I could have fucked him up yeah. over it but I wouldn't want him fired because that I say shit uh he called me apologized you know I mean he was scrambling I think he knew
0: he was in his, trouble. His, his,
1: he was in trouble but I told she I go do not hey, look. Whatever I mean, you can handle it yourself. You you yeah. talk back to the guy. Yeah, you I know. know. It's a fucking radio bit. He, yeah. You know, he exaggerated. He got out of line. You don't fire everybody every time they make a fucking mistake. Yeah. You know, yeah, when, when somebody makes a mistake, you know, uh, at your computer job, they don't get fucking fired. They made a fucking mistake. Anthony made a mistake, you know people make fucking mistakes
0: i think it was complete overreaction and i think they were afraid that public reaction to it but people need to yeah. just calm the, the whole fuck down. country's
1: running scared it's a bunch of yeah but yet there's two tv shows uh uh about uh chinese right right off the boat that one's called you see the show called right off the boat that's my friend's show 81 it's his show my, no it's my
0: friend's show yeah rando park yeah, i and- mean
1: Right off the boat Or blackish Blackish Yeah Like if I was at work Working at uh, Say uh, Merck Big drug company Yeah And I'm standing there with uh, uh, Three executives And an Asian guy walks by go Look at this fucking clown Right off the boat Yeah I'd probably get fired Fired I'd be fired in a second Hey buddy You right off the boat Goodbye Or uh, If 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 Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity or Michael Savage said President Obama, well, he's kind of blackish. Yeah, they you would they, fucking liberals would be writing fucking blogs a mile long, okay? But yet Hollywood could put out a fucking show called Blackish and right off the boat, what's next, Kikey? You know.
0: Uh, it, it just comes down to who's saying it, I guess. Um, like yeah. I, I got mad at like. Oh, the Asian American attacking Open Anthem like 6-7. Remember that? Oh, they were that was a up long up. time Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, just fucking overreaction. Just people want to
1: hear. They want their voices hear, heard. All right, let's wrap this fucking thing up. I'm um, a busy man. I have parties and people to see. Rich, thanks for doing it.
0: Would you mind just telling you one quick? I mean, this one made me laugh. When you got divorced, it was like New Year's Eve show. You were in your uh, hot tub. And uh, <laughs> you were some. Remember him talking? This is like New Year's Eve. Newest day, I think right after your divorce, you're in a hot tub by yourself, and I think you're jerking off or something. Yeah, do you know what? Which, do you remember the story?
1: Uh, I think it was, I'm in a hot tub. Things are oh, yeah. just not going well at the and, Poconos. Well, yeah. it was a long story. I just got divorced. I'm working at Poconos, which is all couples. Yeah. Then they put me. I, you know, you 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 drive in, and. Uh, you know, there's horses, and carriages, and yeah. couples, and big hearts. This was years ago, and I, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, I do do a show to all these couples, and I'm in my room. I'm so depressed, and I'm in a heart-shaped <laughs> hot tub, fucking hot tub, <laughs> jer- with mirrors surrounding me, yeah. jerking off and crying at the same time, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and right, and then I, you know, then a. Fucking shoot a load and it's coming at me like jellyfish. <laughs> yeah. That's what loads do. They they come up to the top of the water and they're coming at you like fucking you're being attacked by your jizz. But I remember fucking tears coming down my eyes and seeing myself in like surrounding mirrors jerking off and crying. I go, is it, that, yeah, if that's the story, if oh I remember, yeah. I,
0: I <laughs> cry when I heard it when I was driving like two in the morning <laughs> during after the gig. Like, you couldn't be more funny and honest than that yeah it was a true story yeah that's why I it mean, was true
1: i was fucking so depressed but i'm in a hard-shaped tub how do you not jerk off in a
0: hard-shaped <laughs> tub you know even though you're depressed uh, rich thanks for doing it. I, I know you're I know. very busy um you have a show in uh in la in March, uh, may right may memorial weekend
1: great at uh uh what's the name of the club Oh, uh, it's in Ventura. Ventura. Right? Ventura yeah. Comedy
0: Club? I think so, yeah.
1: Ventura Comedy Club, a Memorial Weekend.
0: And uh, I hope you get to do uh, Marin and Rogan. Oh, I'll and, call. Yeah, I'll call those guys. And, but make sure, make sure you get uh, Hardwick too, because I think you and his uh, your wife. on yeah. it, It'll be terrific, and um, that movie is great. I highly recommend Thank everybody you. to watch it. When I Was in funny. Sweden last year. All the comic asked me like, "Did you watch the movie?" They were talking about it. They really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. You have fan base because they do listen to that show, Open Anthony in Scandinavia. Too, I want to so. work Ireland. You know anybody in Ireland? I, I need to talk to my friend Jason Rounds or someone, but you should go. I, I think, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know why go... Jim is so reluctant go. but they love you guys over there. You need to leave. Go with your wife. And, uh, no, I want to we... go
1: by myself. I want to play golf <laughs> in Ireland. I'm not bringing that cock block. <laughs> All right. I got to run. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks, uh, Rich. And uh, well, uh, your Twitter account and your shows. And, and that's at, it. At Rich
1: Voss. And uh, go to richvoss.com, my website. And uh, can I please fucking stop? Yes.
0: (laughs) Thanks, guys. And talk to you guys soon. Bye.